Hello and welcome to the TID Water and Power Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Anderson, and on this month's episode, we're discussing Turlock Irrigation District's customer service efforts. When you think of TID, the first thing that comes to mind may be a bucket truck you see en route to restore power or a truck on a canal bank delivering water to one of our growers. But your first actual interaction with TID, either by phone or even out in the community, is likely going to be with a customer service representative. Each day, TID customer service representatives have contact with hundreds of customers over the phone and in person, process hundreds of payments and applications, and succeed at making even a dreaded customer service call an enjoyable experience. On this episode, I'm joined by TID Customer Service Division Manager, Tracy Jones, to discuss the role of TID's customer service team, the types of calls and interactions customer service reps have daily, and the new initiatives that have been implemented to make the customer experience with TID even better. Tracy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Constance. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm excited to do the podcast with you today. Awesome. Well, why don't you start by giving us a little bit about your background? How did you uh, come to TID and, and what have you? What roles have you filled at TID? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, TID has a rich history in our community and a reputation for being a great company to work for. So in 2001, when I applied for the customer service position, I was one of over 300 applicants wow. at that time. Um, So when I was offered the position, I felt like I had won the lottery. I already had experience working in customer service and found that I loved it. It's kind of my jam. Um, I really enjoy interacting with and helping people. I also find the problem solving to be challenging and rewarding. Uh, And I thrive in a fast-paced environment. So this really was a dream job for me. After being in the department for about a year, I was promoted to a senior customer service rep, which is basically a frontline manager. In that role, I directly supported the customer service reps. I continued to develop my knowledge base and gained experience in almost all areas of customer service. And I worked with an incredible manager during that time from whom I was able to learn a great deal. After about eight years in customer service, an opportunity presented itself to work in another area of the district. And I continued to develop my knowledge base and learn about solar and energy efficiency, which I found very intriguing, while still being able to service our customers. And what was that position title? That was a public benefits analyst, and that was um, May of 2009 that I was in that role. Two years later, I was given the incredible opportunity to become the customer service division manager. I like to joke that I thought I had escaped customer service, but then was pulled right back in. (laughs) But really, I was happy to be back. It truly is an honor to serve the district and our customers in this role. And I'm fortunate to work with an absolutely amazing customer service team. We strive daily to provide the best possible service to our customers. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I have to start with a little confession, which is I am one of those people that will do just about anything to avoid contacting a customer service representative in in almost any aspect of my life. Um, But upon starting here at TID, I had the opportunity to shadow one of TID's customer service representatives. And the experience was incredible. It was so eye-opening to see exactly what and hear exactly what our customer uh, service representatives do on a day-to-day basis. Um, And I think that, you know, when people hear the term customer service, I think they have a certain idea of what, what folks in that role do. Um, but I will tell you based on, on the, the shadowing experience I had, that doesn't even scratch the surface. So I'm really excited to 
get into this with you today and and have you tell us a little bit more about uh, the customer service function at TID. Me too. I'm excited to talk about it. Right on. What is the role of the customer service department at Turlock Irrigation District? Well, customer service is the first point of contact for most of the district's customers. We're the largest customer-facing arm of the district. With one of TAD's core values dedicated to customer service and building strong and lasting relationships with our customers, our CSRs are representing this core value each and every day to our customers. When you call TAD, you'll most likely have your call answered by a CSR. When you come into one of our offices, you'll most likely be assisted by a CSR in person. And when you contact us online, it's probable your question or comments will be passed on to customer service. Where would a customer actually go to speak to a TID customer service representative? Well, we have our main office here in Turlock on Canal. We also have a downtown series location on 3rd Street. Additionally, we have our call center for your electric customers and irrigation customers. So customers can call in by phone. Um, They can also contact us online. All right. And uh, what sorts of interactions might uh, someone have with our customer service reps? Some examples of the type of service we provide are customers who are moving. Um, They contact us to start and stop their electrical service. We also process payments in the office over the phone as well as by mail. We help customers sign up for our discount programs, and we give information out about our local assistance programs. We also staff the water call center during the irrigation season, where we take water orders and assist with questions and water transfers. We have numerous other customer interactions and questions, though. Mm. As I learned when I had the the opportunity to sit with the customer service rep. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what some of these questions might be that, uh, that come up that our customer service representatives magically find the answers to? Sure. Um, One of the common questions we have this time of year being August, um, we do have customers inquire about why their bill is so high. Um, CSRs take time to review the energy consumption details with them, help them identify the potential cause. Trying to keep comfortable during our valley summers is typically the culprit this time of year. Mm -hmm. Even if you keep your thermostat set at 78 degrees or above and you don't keep your home as cold as the tundra like like some of us do. Um, you're Guilty. AC, yeah, right? Same here. Um, your AC is still probably running more than you may think. High bills for our residential customers do typically follow the high temperatures. In fact, the bill periods that cover July and August are typically the highest bills of the year for our residential customers. That's understandable. Customers also may have questions about the specific charges they see on their bill. They may be curious about the environmental charge, for instance which is a surcharge for the cost of the district to comply with environmental laws, rules, and regulations. Or they may have questions about the difference between the kilowatt hour usage they see on their bill, which is the unit of measure for your energy consumption, and the KW or demand charge they see on their bill, which is based upon the peak usage and capacity consumed. I have a feeling there are some of our listeners right now who are trying to picture what their bills look like in their minds so they can uh, identify each of these elements. That is correct, yeah. Um, Collections also generate a lot of calls from our customers. While it's our goal to keep our customers in service and to work with customers as much as possible to make arrangements and receive assistance, at some point, disconnections for non-payment may occur. I don't want to dwell on the collections process, but can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Our collections process starts with a bill due in 26 days. From there, if left unpaid, we do assess a late fee 
We also issue a delinquent notice, a disconnect notice. And finally, we attempt to contact by phone 48 hours in advance of any pending disconnect. Throughout the collection process, the due dates, notices, courtesy calls will generate customer contacts for payments, extensions, payment arrangements, questions, and so on, which is the desired effect. We want to hear from our customers who are struggling to pay their bills. If anyone listening now is struggling to pay their bill, please contact customer service. Odds are we can work with you to keep your service on and get your bill paid over time. Or we can provide you with information on possible discounts or contact information for those local assistance agencies. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I know, you know, our customer service reps will go to extremes to try and help our customers in, in whatever way they can. And there are a lot of resources available that customers simply don't know about. And the only way you find out about those is to, to reach out. That's right. And please do reach out. We're here to help you. Awesome. And what about rates? Do customers ever have questions uh, regarding the rate plan they're on or how that, if they would be better served on a different rate? Absolutely. We hear from customers with those questions. Um, they may be curious about what other possible optional rate schedules may be available and what that might look like for them. We do get quite a few questions from customers who are new to being billed on a solar rate schedule and how the netting of the consumed and generated kilowatt hours works from a billing perspective. Um, there's a lot of uh, types of customer contacts and questions and assistance we provide. We do assist with outage calls, uh, new meter installations, and so on. There's actually a really long list of types of calls. Um, though I do still occasionally have a new question or scenario come up that even after 20 years in customer service, I'd never heard before. So it's never boring. Absolutely. I, I can only imagine. Um, I mean, obviously, just in the short time we've been talking, you've touched on so much that customer service, customer service representatives are, are responsible for. Um, and one important note that I want to make that folks might not realize is that all of TID's customer service representatives are TID employees. This isn't an outsourced service. Uh, I think that says a lot about TID's approach to customer service and the, the culture that they want to create in that department. Yeah, I agree. Most of our CSRs live and work in the community we serve, and it can only help to improve the quality of service that we can provide. Our customer service reps are required to have a lot of knowledge along with resources at their fingertips. Being the first line for nearly all district phone calls, we end up knowing a little bit about most of the district departments, in addition to knowing a lot about customer service. So we're very resourceful in directing customers to the various departments they need to reach, whether you're calling with questions about TID's renewable portfolio or to upgrade your electric service panel, we'll get you to the right place. Awesome. And in addition to answering calls about all of that information, uh, customer service also plays a large role in billing. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. We're not just responsible for issuing the bills and processing the payments. We also have a team dedicated to validating the data coming in from our meters and ensuring our monthly bills are accurate. Our customer information system is consuming reads and interval data from most of our meters daily, and we're billing customers most days of the month. Our system is programmed to create a number of exceptions that assist us with catching and preventing possible issues, such as meters not communicating or usage on inactive meters. Additionally, we verify exceptions on bill amounts that appear higher or lower than usual and instances where reads may be missing on accounts that are ready to bill. We also have exception processing in place to catch any possible issues with our more complex billing scenarios, such as solar aggregation. 
Oh, that's great. So it's not just a, a fully automated process and we're relying on the machines to to give us the accurate information. There's actually a validation team that's checking all that. That is right. That's awesome. All right. How many employees actually work in the customer service department? Well, this varies at times due to retirements, promotions, and absences, which have been exasperated since COVID, of course. We have approximately 40 folks on our team. This covers our entire team, which consists of customer service managers, senior CSRs, and our CSRs. Okay. And so when a, when a customer service rep comes in in the morning, what, what does the day-to-day look like for them? Sure. In addition to taking calls and assisting customers in person at the counter, our CSRs are also working as part of a customer service team where they are taking care of specific task work to help maintain our, our customer service. We have over a dozen mini teams that process specific tasks. All right. And I guess maybe we should talk about the different areas or roles uh, that are included within the customer service department as a whole. Absolutely. So we support residential, commercial, municipal, farm, and agricultural customers receiving electric service from the district, as well as a small number of residential water customers in LaGrange. We also staff the water call center and provide service to our growers in support of the irrigation season. The time of year and weather impact our workloads, call volume, and office traffic quite a bit. We really have a seasonality, specifically with regards to our water call center. The irrigation season typically starts mid-March and runs through October. It's open seven days a week, including holidays. So we have a few CSRs that actually change shifts and start working for tens. Um, We also have an increase in our payment activity that correlates with the due dates of our assessments and water charges that impact our cash handling team. Drought years, when water is scarce, the workload of the water call center tends to increase as farmers seek assistance with transferring and managing their water. We do also see seasonal shifts on the electric side, with summer's high bills causing higher call volumes. We also see an increase in starting and stopping service based on students moving in and out to attend CSUS. Oh, that's an interesting seasonality that I hadn't thought about before. And then with the irrigation call center, then are there dedicated folks that are that kind of maintain that side of the call center during the irrigation season? There are. We have two um, customer service reps who actually cover the water call center. We do have additional folks that can help support them if they're out for any reason or if the call volume is heavy for any reason. We also have bilingual customer service reps available in our Spanish queue to provide service to our Spanish speaking customers. So most of the year, we're managing three call queues, our main electric queue, the Spanish queue, and the irrigation queue. Wow, that's a lot to to keep straight. And I know they move through them pretty quickly. As quickly as we can, that's for sure. Absolutely. And what about customers who come into one of our customer service locations to make a payment? Is there a special area of customer service that takes care of that? It is. That's our cash handling team. They're available for payments and customer service in person at our two locations. We have payment drop boxes at both locations that are checked by our cash handling team. Um, They also process payments by mail on a daily basis. And since we're talking about payments, we also have our payment kiosks at both locations that may come in handy if it's after hours or one of our busy days where we may have a line. Our kiosks accept cash as well as other forms of payment. So I know you had mentioned earlier uh, that 
Turlock Irrigation District customer service has a validation team. But as I understand, there are a number of different kind of teams within the customer service department. Can you can you tell us about those? We do. We have over a dozen teams managing specific tasks and processes for us. Um, one of these is the application processing team, and they actually manage and process applications that come in for our CARES and medical assistance rate programs. These are two discounts that we offer on your monthly bill for our residential customers. The CARES program has income eligibility requirements, and it provides customers with an $11 discount on their customer charge and a 15% discount off the first 800 kilowatt hours that they use. The Medical Rate Assistance Program discounts the first 500 kilowatt hours of monthly energy use by 50% for qualifying customers who regularly use a medical life support device or whose medical condition requires special heating or air conditioning to sustain life. Additionally, we have a collection courtesy call team This team places those outbound courtesy calls to customers with outstanding balances and subject to disconnect for non-payment. We typically place hundreds of these calls per day. We also have a work order team that processes requests to install new meters and services or remove existing meters and services. And these are just a few of our teams. Like I said, we we have um, over a dozen. Um, this is all taken care of in addition to answering those incoming calls and assisting those customers that walk into the office. So with regard to those calls, about how many calls do customer service representatives receive each day? On average, we take 737 calls daily. It's a very specific number. But we have wide swings based on the time of year, day of the year, or week. This past year, we ranged from 325 calls at our low end and that's the day before the Christmas holiday, uh, to 1,244 calls on the high end. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what that sounds like. Yeah, that, that is a busy day. We go home very tired. No kidding. Um, our summer call volumes are higher than the rest of the year for both electric and water calls. First of the month and Mondays tend to be our, the high volume days as well. And if there's a lo- large power outage, which is thankfully rare, we'll see a large influx of calls. Sure, I would imagine. So I know you mentioned that there are some uh, Turlock Irrigation District specific assistance programs that our customer service reps will assist customers with. But are there other assistance programs that are available to customers? There are. We work closely and refer customers to a couple local organizations, and that's the Central Valley Opportunity Center as well as the Salvation Army. Fantastic. And then I feel like there are still other duties that our customer service representatives handle from time to time. Uh, what can you tell us about those? Other duties as a sign That's language right. in the job description. <laughs> um, well, we also assist with uh, community events. If you've been to a local community event and seen TID, you've most likely seen one of our customer service reps. They're typically staffing these events. They enjoy meeting customers in person and interacting within our community. In fact, if you've seen our mascot, Dexter Duck, he's typically hanging out with our CSRs. Absolutely. They're a good team. We also assist our service division in extreme weather events. Um, to help support a high volume of calls if we have a, a large outage. Our CSRs also assist at Don Pedro and holiday weekends when they have more than the usual number of visitors enjoying the lake. Right on. Okay, so I know TID as a whole is always looking to improve our processes and the way we do business, and our customer service department is no different. Uh, I know that in recent years, you guys have implemented some pretty big projects. Uh, including launching a new customer portal. Tell us more about that. 
I'd love to. My TID was launched just in April. It's a new customer self-service portal, a new way for customers to access their TID accounts online and to make their payments. It's available to residential, non-residential, and multi-service accounts. That's awesome. So what specifically can a customer do when they visit the MyTID portal? At the most basic level, customers can pay their bill online. Now, that's not a new feature for the district, but on our website, there are now a lot more ways to pay. Um, MyTID accepts all major credit cards, debit cards, checkings and savings account, PayPal, PayPal credit, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Amazon Pay, and Venmo. Wow. I've got an option for everyone. (laughs) For sure. Also on the payment side, customers can easily set up automatic payments with all of the same payment methods. So you can set up automatic payments with your credit card, with Finmo, with PayPal, however you want to set that up. Oh, that's handy. Previously, customers had to fill out a paper form and bring in a blank voided check to sign up for auto pay. Um, So it was pretty old fashioned. Not so handy. (laughs) No. (laughs) And it wasn't available via credit card, which we had customers asking for. Customers can also sign up for budget billing and paperless billing. They can create payment arrangements. They can choose the day of the month that they want their account to bill so that their due date can match their pay date. Um, Yeah, customers can check their energy usage. They can view usage in either kilowatt hours or dollars. They can view their usage by year, by bill period, or by day. In fact, my favorite graph on our website is the graph that shows your cost per day over your bill period. You can see daily what your energy costs are and when the energy consumption reaches a higher tier. And I would say, you know, you love your job and are doing the right thing when you have a favorite graph. That is probably true. (laughs) Showing usage. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And then several years ago, the district deployed smart meter technology as part of our AMI or automated metering infrastructure. We're now finally able to bring that data to our customers in near real time. So when you look at your usage data, you'll see through yesterday's usage. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, And this is something we had heard from customers that they really wanted the ability to see this data. Previously, we would pull a report manually and mail it or email it to customers. So we're happy it's available online. You can still call us to to do it that way, by the way. Excellent. I don't know. Given how I run my air conditioner, I don't know that that's something I want to look at on a (laughs) day-to-day basis. But it's nice that it's available to me. In addition to the usage data that's available, you can also compare your current month's bill to your last month's bill or the bill the same time last year. You can project what your next bill will be based on your current usage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can compare rates. So electric vehicles are becoming increasingly popular. Customers may want to know how charging their vehicle can affect their bill. Say Dexter Duck wants to drive his Tesla south for the winter this year instead of flying. You may want to see what his bill will look like on our DT rate schedule. Good option to look into. It lets customers explore other rates based on their usage. Um, they can compare what their bill would look like with our two discounts, uh, the CARES and Medical Rate Assistance Programs. Um, customers on one of our optional farm rates can see what some of those other optional farm rates may look like. I would guess a lot of our growers didn't realize there were optional farm rates. So that's a good, good yeah, thing to mention. That is, that is true. Some of our farm rates are optional just based on uh, what's most cost effective. Great. CSRs used to have to do this manually for customers, so now customers can take care of this online themselves. Awesome. Customers can start, stop, or transfer service online. Previously, customers would need to contact us during business hours. Now they can do so 24 hours a day. Though your request does come in online, we still have CSRs on the back end that review and process your request. Okay. You can update your contact information. 
you can set up alerts. We have two types of alerts available in the system. We have our bill alerts, uh, which let you know if your bill is ready. You can also set up an alert if your bill is due. And in that alert, you can set up a custom date range in case you want to know uh, days in advance of the bill being due. You can get an alert if your bill is past due. You can also set an alert to be notified if a payment is received. And these alerts are available via text, SMS, or email. These bill alerts can help you keep current with what's going on on your account. They also come in handy if you're assisting a parent or loved one with managing their account, or if you have multiple accounts you're trying to keep track of. That's great. Our usage alerts are available. We have two categories here. You can set up a whammy. A whammy? A whammy. And no, it's not 2002 and you're not watching Press Your Luck. It's, <laughs> it's short for weekly AMI update. Uses our real-time usage data coming in from our smart meters. It's the weekly energy update and it emails you every Wednesday to show you how you're doing on your usage from week to week and what your projected bill is going to look like. We also have a high bill alert where you have two options available. You can select the default, which will notify you if your projected bill looks like it'll be 30% more this month than the same time last year. Or you can set a dollar threshold. So if your bill is forecasted to be more than, say, $200, you can receive an alert. Getting the alert ahead of time before your full billing period gives you an opportunity to change your behavior and reduce your usage if possible, or at least to know in advance of your upcoming bill. Yeah, not be caught off guard during these high summer, higher summer months. Absolutely. So of all the possible things that one can do on this, on the new MyTID platform, what services or actions have you guys seen that have been the most popular so far? So paying bills is by far the most popular. We have received over 75,000 payments. In, wow. In the new system since April. Since April. Since April. Oh my goodness. Just in July, we had twenty-two over 22,000 payments with just under a thousand of those being those new payment methods we didn't previously offer. Very cool. We have also seen over 4,000 customers enroll in automatic bill payment online uh, using those various methods as well. Yeah. Well, with so many new opportunities. Yes. That's, that's a great option for folks. They're really taking advantage of being able to use that credit card to enroll. We're also seeing a lot of requests to start, stop, or transfer service come in. We've had 568 requests come in since April via MyTID. And that's just over 8% of our total requests for that period. So that's been surprising. I wasn't expecting that much activity. That's great. A lot of budget billing enrollments, too. We've had 532 of those. And budget billing averages your bill amount over the past year. So you pay a set amount and you don't see those swings you see otherwise when your bill goes up in the summer. Also allows you to budget and know how much your bill will be. Yeah, that's really handy. So again, this portal was created because TID wanted to offer customers more service options. Um, and as you mentioned, they can access my TID day or night, any day of the week. What do you think are some of the services on the my TID portal that customers haven't yet caught on to but would find really useful? Yeah, so where my favorite graph is, of course, (laughs) I I do think the usage graphs are very insightful. I think it's interesting and helps customers understand and better control their energy usage when they can see how much energy they're using daily and how much it costs them. Might not be good for those kids home for the summer with the AC cranked up, but (laughs) luckily they'll be back in school soon. That's right. Also, the usage alerts. This is another tool that will help customers be better informed about their usage and what their upcoming bill may look like. 
How has having the MyTID portal changed customer interactions with the customer service team? Well, we're still here answering the phones. They're still ringing. So we're still available in person for service as well. We haven't really seen a large reduction in call volume. The online features give customers another way to communicate with us, but they're not causing a significant reduction in the other avenues. Um, Some folks prefer to communicate online, while others still prefer to contact us directly. So we just want to make sure we make all avenues available to our customers so they can communicate with us in whatever way they're comfortable. Yeah, and I I think it's important to note that uh, Turlock Irrigation District does a customer satisfaction survey every couple years. And while data has shown that customers want the new features that are available with MyTID and they want to have more opportunity for self-service, um, they've also responded that they still value both the face-to-face and over-the-phone interactions. So I think offering all of those opportunities is important and um, a great service that's offered by our customer service team. Exactly. Our goal is to meet customers where they are and provide the opportunity to work with TID in the way that makes the most sense to them. If you want to pay your bill at night on weekends or holidays, you can do so on MyTID or one of our payment kiosks. If you need to speak with someone, you can call us or come in. If you have a question that needs an answer, but not necessarily right that second, you can utilize one of our contact us templates on MyTID or send us an email. That's great. So MyTID sounds like a great self-service opportunity for our customers, but I know it was no small feat to get it up and running. Uh, In fact, before you could start working on MyTID, you had to implement another major platform change uh, that would support the MyTID functionality. Can you tell us about uh, what was called the C2M project and how that came about just before the MyTID project? Yeah, absolutely. So C2M, our customer to meter, was a multi-year project to replace our old customer information system. The old CIS, or customer information system, was developed in-house in the late 90s in preparation for Y2K. You guys remember that? (laughs) Vaguely. (laughs) It was intended to be an interim system, and it ended up lasting 20 years. Wow. It served the district well, but needed to be replaced to catch up with current programming language and to enable us to offer new features to our customers. Sure. The project was a true partnership between customer service, the meter shop, IT, and our vendor. We all worked closely and tirelessly together to work out all the details of our new system so that it was the best possible long-term solution for the district. A lot of planning went into the project before it even started. But one thing we didn't plan for was a global pandemic. Right. Just over halfway through the project, staff transitioned to working at home almost overnight. Surprisingly, we found the slight delay and adjustment in communication styles did actually help our project go live run a little bit smoother. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, TID staff worked to ensure customers were impacted as little as possible by the change to the new system. And I understand that uh, TID even won an award for the implementation of our C2M uh, platform. Is that right? Yeah, TID actually won the best CIS implementation award at CS Week last year for the best small utility CIS implementation in 2020 or 2021. So you, Jonna, for TID and the implementation team. We'll also be continuing to improve the system over time. We're already looking ahead at an update in the near future. All right. You mentioned that the C2M project was implemented in the midst of COVID, and I don't want to dwell on dark days, but the way in which TID interacted with our customers changed significantly during the pandemic. Walk us through that. Yeah, it definitely did. 
most of our customer service, in addition to our C2M team, moved to working remotely from home. And this was unprecedented. We had never done this before. This transitioned very quickly, almost overnight. Our amazing IT team was able to quickly get the necessary equipment out to our staff so they could continue to work for our customers at home. This enabled us to quickly adapt and continue to be there for our customers during a confusing and difficult time for everyone. So it's truly impressive by our IT team um, and getting this taken care of so quickly on such a large scale. So with more customers working from home, that had to have meant an increase in energy usage, which meant bills were going to go up. What did our customer service representatives do to assist customers during this time? Yeah, we definitely did see that. Um, Our CSRs worked with our customers to help sign up for assistance programs if they qualified. We discussed their energy usage. We set up payment arrangements. We became adept at maneuvering the additional COVID-specific assistance programs, such as the California Rental Relief Program. And it seemed like there were new programs that were coming up all the time. So there was definitely a lot to keep up on. We definitely made sure we had a full list of all the programs that were available at all times. Um, We extended our discount program renewals so customers didn't need to renew their CARES or medical assistance rate programs for several years, actually. We had a temporary hold on collections, so no late payments or notices went out to our customers for a time. Um, While we weren't sending notices, we wanted to make sure they were still aware of their balance and making progress towards paying it. So we made outbound calls to customers with balances, giving them assistance agency information um, so they could get ahead of the curve and offering payment arrangements to pay the balance over time. And I think that's such a a huge service that our customer service representatives provided with so much going on in the world and so much confusion, you know, thinking about your your electric power balance might not be the top of mind priority for you, but having our customer service reps reach out to let folks know what resources were available, what they could do, you know, help them in in whatever way possible. Um, I, I think it's just a great thing that that you guys did. So. Definitely. And so out of this uh, quick change in, in workflow, um, were there any new processes that came out of uh, the pandemic that TID is holding on to? You know, the one thing that we did keep um, was the payment kiosks. Those were installed as an additional no-contact tool for customers to pay, um, particularly when they couldn't otherwise pay us in cash without making contact. And so those are sticking around. Right. And have the in-person visitor numbers changed? Um, obviously, you, you mentioned that the lobbies were closed for a time. So any customers that typically would have come in to make payments had to find a new method uh, with which to do so. Um, what are you seeing in, in those numbers now? Uh, we definitely saw a drop in traffic into our offices, especially directly after reopening. I think customers have adapted to how they were paying during COVID for the most part. Um, though the office traffic is beginning to pick up again, we're still not seeing it at pre-COVID levels. Um, while the average daily number of calls dropped during COVID, the average number is now back up beyond pre-COVID numbers. So we actually have more calls now. Um, not a large difference, but still a difference. Um, the pre-COVID average was about 718 calls a day. 718 calls. Wow. Okay. Uh, during COVID, it was 707. And then um, the most recent number, 737 per day that we're seeing. We're also still seeing those larger swings between the the low end and the high end. Used to be a lot more predictable before COVID. Oh, interesting. Some adjustments to staffing have been made and continue to be made to ensure business continuity. We're still dealing with more than normal unexpected absences at times. Well, but thankfully, little by little, we're we're getting back 
to more of the olden days and um, a little bit more uh, what would have been typical pre-pandemic um, as far as operating procedures go. So hopefully that's a, a step in the right direction. Well, I think we're kind of getting ready to wrap up here. I know we've covered a lot, but is there anything else that we uh, that we need to mention? Yeah, you know, I, I know I'm partial, but I just want to mention what an exceptional customer service team we have here at TID. We have an incredible group of talented people who really care about our customers and our community. We don't take lightly the privilege and responsibility we've been given to represent the district and serve our customers. I know in a lot of cases, when you have to call customer service, you typically have a problem and it may seem like a hassle or you may not receive the best service, but I think your experience with TID would be different. Our CSRs are patient, knowledgeable, and kind. We're also receptive to feedback from our customers and we continuously want to improve our level of service. So please feel free to contact us if you have questions or input on any of the topics we covered today or any experiences you've had with our customer service team. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, for giving our listeners that opportunity. And and I think you're right. I, I think uh, typically when people have to call customer service, it's not just to tell them how much they love paying bills right. or to thank them for great service. There's usually a problem. So I, I think some people initially come in with uh, maybe a little chip on their shoulder when they have to call uh, customer service. But it's you're, you're totally right. Our customer service representatives are gracious and friendly and understanding and they really will go out of their way to do whatever they can for our customers, which I think is a, a unique experience. Um, and I, I think that also speaks a lot to the the culture that you and and your colleagues are creating in that department. It's a it's a great great place to be. So thank you for for that, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, we've really enjoyed uh, this in depth look into customer service. Uh, it's my pleasure, Constance. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about customer service. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the TID Water and Power Podcast. You can find TID on Facebook at facebook.com slash TurlockID, on Instagram and Twitter at TurlockID, and on LinkedIn as the Turlock Irrigation District. I'm your host, Constance Anderson. We'll see you again next time.